Back by Popular Demand is a homily I gave three years ago. And the truth is, some very well, some people with really great memories remembered this and asked, would you please give it again? So here we go. You'll remember it if you were here three years ago. Many a dog waits for its master, some with great patience and some with mischief. It was not lost on the earliest Catholics that we all do the same. On many of the graves in Roman catacombs is an unmistakable paw print. On the concrete that seals tight the graves, there are words and symbols. One of the most common is a paw print. The message was about the deceased believer. As a dog is loyal to its master and dependent for every good thing on its master, so this servant of God was loyal, depending on God and waiting for his or her heavenly master's return. Some wait with patience. Some wait with mischief. There's the dog who has such separation anxiety that it flies into a panic and seeming rampage, running here and everywhere, chewing and destroying until the master returns. I'm reminded of some preachers who suffer such separation anxiety as we await our Lord's return that their preaching turns into a frenzy of apocalyptic rampage and end-times panic designed to incite both frenzy and terror in themselves and all who are listening to them. We listen and hear their preaching and just imagine them tearing the stuffing out of one pillow or another. And then there's the dog who barks at everything all day long. Ask the dog why. It can't explain. It's just apprehensive, anxious, wary. Its only reaction is to bark at anything that moves or makes a sound. Some people go through life this way, nervous, anxious, uncertain, unsettled. They may claim to believe in a master, a messiah, a lord, but their lives give no evidence of that fact. They move from one value to another, from one decision to the next, barking at everything that makes noise in life but uncertain as to a real direction or purpose. There's the dog who eats all the food and drinks all the water and who, as a result, leaves gifts. Dog owners know what I mean, around the house. Seeing only what is in front of them at the moment, <clears throat> the poor doggy can't imagine that there will be a time when the master will provide more. They, can't, they can think or imagine no more than to snarf down everything in front of them at that instant. Their worldview is small, and they certainly can't imagine a larger world, a greater plenty, a moment past the present, a life different from now. There are persons whose worldview is so small that to seize the day and live for the moment is all that matters. And others, usually those who love them the most, are left to clean up the messes that they create. These are the persons who have a short worldview and no conception of an eternity that awaits us beyond the horizon of this existence. 
There's the dog who whines and cries and howls every moment the master is away. No sooner is the master out the door than the poor beast's grief becomes inconsolable, for surely no living thing has ever suffered as much as this poor doggy who is left left alone. The master can have no peace if he has but left the room for even a moment. There are persons, too, who cannot move beyond a certain hope or a certain hurt or disappointment in life, who wallow and whine and demand constant attention and emotion of God and others, certain that no one has ever suffered as greatly as they are suffering. This demand for attention denies the providence and protection of a loving God, and it gives no heed to the embrace of an ever-present master, no evidence of hope-filled anticipation of the master's return. Then there's the dog who waits for its master. But as soon as the master opens the door, the dog runs right outside, right past the master, with barely a wag of the tail. Stand by the doors of some churches, not this, but some churches during Holy Communion, and watch all the people who run outside right after receiving Holy Communion. You'll see the same thing. These are the people who run from one thing to the next in life, whose lives are so filled with activities which in the larger view of life matter little and have no meaning. When the Lord returns, we can wonder if they'll even notice that he's there. After all, they've paid no real attention to him in life. They may run right past him with nary a wag of the tail, which, of course, gives us pause to wonder if he will recognize them as his disciples or just let them go right by. There is, sadly, the dog who is ill, who finds a quiet and lonely spot to be away from others. When the master returns, he searches for the dog and recognizes it does not feel well. At a time when the master wants to love the dog the most, the poor creature hides and refuses love and attention. Among the saddest moment of being a priest for me is seeing people do the same thing. Knowing that someone is ill or hurting or at a tough spot in life, I look in vain to see them at Mass or involved in parish activities. At a time when they most need the love of God and the companionship of fellow believers, they choose to be alone and withdrawn. Then there's the dog who warmly greets the master at his return with excitedly wagging tail and wet kisses, but who has slept on the couch and the beds all day after the master has repeatedly said not to be done. When the master notices the warm, sagging cushions and the hair on the pillows and asks, did you sleep on the couch even though you know you shouldn't do that? The dog gives that look that says, who, me? You know anyone like that? Doing only what makes them feel good, feel comfortable, feel satisfied throughout life, aware of right from wrong, but not caring much about that difference, and ready to give the Lord the look that says, Who, me? When he returns. Then there's the dog who seems to know what time it is, even though he doesn't have an Apple Watch on his wrist. 
at the same time of the day, driven by clues we cannot see or hear, the dog sits by the door or watches at the window for his master to return. The vigilance is not, however, repeated at other times of the day, only when it's time for the master to return. Many people seem to know when it's time to go to Mass on Sunday, but during the rest of the week they pay little heed to waiting, watching, listening, sensing where the Lord might be found and where His grace may be waiting for them. Then there are those dogs who seem to remain alert, not panicking, but vigilant, an ear raised, an eye open, senses heightened, while at the same time enjoying a nap or a playful moment or a drink. This is what the grace-filled believer, the Christian imbued with Advent year-round experiences, the ability to live life and enjoy life thoroughly and prudently and morally, yet always alert to see, hear, and receive the presence of Jesus in the present moment and ready for the return of the Lord now or whenever it occurs. So there's my invitation to you. Be ready to wag your tail when you catch a glimpse of the Lord, wherever it may be. Waiting at all times with one ear raised and one eye open, eager to see the Lord, whether far off or near, as we wait in joyful hope for his return. Woof. <laughs>